Happy holidays, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of many, the podcast host of many 80s and 90s television shows that I've covered so far. Punky Brewster, The Wonder Years, Silver Spoons, which I'm still currently covering at this moment. I'm going to be starting season four in January. So if you haven't yet, if you want to binge through all season one through three, they are all up there to listen to. I also cover, still working on the first season of Small Wonder. Uh, Growing Pains is also a monthly podcast as well. As well as Full House covering that show. Currently I have the Christmas series entitled Tis the Season, so I'm doing all the Full House Christmas episodes and Fuller House Christmas episodes. So go check that out. Uh, In January, I will be kicking off a new podcast called I Left My Heart in Everwood, an Everwood podcast. That uh, podcast will be a bi-weekly podcast. So I'll be discussing two episodes a month just to start out, and then later on I may go to weekly. Well... If you guys have been listening for at least maybe a couple years now, you guys know around the holidays I like to do some Christmas specials. And the Merry Christmas Mr. Carol Elvin and the Chipmunk Short just blew up on on the SoundCloud page. Wow, the numbers are just really astounding. So I'm like, all right, there are a couple other episodes on this uh, DVD, this Christmas pack, I'm going to be covering a chipmunk Christmas from 1981 in this episode, because it's a 30-minute episode, swept up in a holiday mood. Elvin gives away his cherished harmonica to a sick little boy. Meanwhile, Dave has booked Alvin to perform a harmonica solo at Carnegie Hall. Alvin keeps the loss of his harmonica a secret from Dave, and with the help of Simon and Theodore, he scrambles to earn enough money to buy another harmonica in time for his Carnegie Hall debut. Along the way, you'll hear Alvin, Simon, and Theodore getting ready for the big night, singing their own comical versions of holiday favorites like Jingle Bells, Deck the Halls, and their famous chipmunk song, Christmas Don't Be Late. This heartwarming story, brimming with joyful music, makes a chipmunk Christmas a great way to celebrate the holidays any day. That's right, everybody. As Ricky Schroeder said, Christmas is not a day, it's a feeling. And he is very right. No Ricky Schroeder or Ricky Stratton does not star in this uh, this Chipmunk Christmas episode. Kind of cool if he did, but he didn't. And we don't see Punky Brewster here either, so. This particular Elvin and the Chipmunks Christmas episode has a 7.2 out of 10 rating based on 489 ratings on IMDb. It was directed by Phil Monroe, writers Janice Carmen and Ross Bagdasarian Jr. And additional story by Hale Mason. Now, Janice Carmen provides the voice of Theodore and Tommy's sister. Ross Bagdasarian Jr. provides the voices of Elvin Simon and David Seville. 
The late June Foray plays Mrs. Waterford slash Mrs. Claus. You guys would know that June Foray, when did she pass? She passed a little over two years ago, but she has been in so many things. You probably even would know her voice as uh, Rocky the Squirrel from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, she also did the uh, animated Disney movie Mulan. She was the grandmother. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Granny in the Looney Tunes definitely picked up on that voice as this Mrs. Claus. All right, without further ado, let's jump right into this Elvin and the Chipmunks Christmas classic episode. So we start off this Christmas Elvin and the Chipmunks short by honing in on a close-up of a storefront window. You see the date, December 20th, and then they move along the city and we land at a house which looks like a typical I guess I'm not sure where Elvin and, and uh, his siblings and Dave where they live it might be California I also don't know what time of year this well I know what time of year but I meant as far as the time period goes this is not Elvin and the Chipmunks of what we know from you know if you grew up in the 80s late 80s you watch Elvin and the Chipmunks this is kind of before that so I'm gonna say this has got to be the time period of mm, maybe 60s 70s but the way that the woman is dressed she looks like a 1950s 60s honestly if I'm gonna be 100% honest this looks like something out of the 1940s but it's not um this is Tommy's mom, and he, or excuse me, she is speaking to a doctor. I don't know where Tommy's father is. If he is passed, we don't know. We do get a shot of poor sick Tommy. He is facing away from the camera. He's facing the wall because he's sick and he's tired. And we see above his headboard a picture of Elvin, not with Simon or Theodore, but just Elvin. The mother thinks the doctor for making the house call and the doctor's like well I wish I could tell you I wish I had good news to tell you that Tommy's gonna get well by Christmas but I, I don't want to lie to you we do get a shot of Tommy's face in the bed as he's kind of tossing and turning and to show that he's sick his hair looks unwashed and disheveled but another big indicator is the fact that his eyelids are really like kind of dark to throw a show and we also see above his headboard that he's not just got a big center poster, but also a what looks like maybe an 8x10 of Elvin. We also get a Get Well Tommy Love Sue, so maybe from his sister, a picture of Tommy wearing a Santa costume. And his bed sheets look like they've seen better days. His mom has had to patch them up on the side. Oh, it says, the thing says, get well, Tommy loves sis, not Sue. And apparently, you know, the doctor says, I've tried everything. And, you know, Tommy's mother is really understanding. Like, I know you have. I just really wish we could find out was what was wrong with him. And I'm like, you could always try a different doctor. I mean, nothing against this particular doctor. But it's always good, you know, to get a second opinion and find out what is going on with him. 
And this house honestly looks like it's in bad shape. We see a big long crack in the wall right above Tommy's the headboard. Even the pillow's got a patch mark on the like it's had to been sewn up. Um, we see Tommy's sister with a big red book. She's been reading to him, but Tommy just, he's not interested. And you feel bad for him because, honestly, when I'm unwell, I hear people say, oh, when I'm sick and in bed, I'm going to watch hours of this. When I'm sick, which is rare, the last thing I want to do is watch anything or read anything or any of that stuff. I want to sleep. Because if you're that sick, I'll start half the time, I usually have a really pounding headache. It's like, no, my eyes don't want to focus on a screen, and they don't want to look at my phone, and they don't want to look at pages with words on them. So, as Tommy's sister is reading him a fantasy story about a prince searching for a maiden, we cut across town to the Seville house. Kids wake up. I don't know what time of day this is, but as they're going down the stairs, <clears throat> they're turning on every single light in that house. Every single window a light is being turned on as they go down to the next level. It's like, you're not even in those rooms. You're going down the stairs. That is, Dave's going to have to pay that light bill. I mean, the kids don't, Elvin and Simon in theater, they don't care. They don't got to pay those bills. Well, maybe their money they get from their music probably does. This should be one of those kids don't try this at home moments. Because instead of them sliding down the banister of the stairs, all three are on one giant long skateboard going down on the railing. That is, oh my goodness. But when I think of sliding down on a banister, I've never done it in my life. And we'll never do it. Um, I think of Elvin and the Chipmunks. But I would never do it with a skateboard. That's insane. I don't like this look of Dave. I mean, granted, this is like the 1960s version of Dave where he doesn't look fit or built or anything. Where he doesn't have like a line back or shoulders like he does in the Chipmunk Adventure movie. And he's still in bed. He's still sleeping. But you know how kids are. They get up at what? what 5, 6, 7 a.m.? The kids, they want to go. They want to get to that store. Five more days till Christmas. Yep, because it's December 20th. How long is this hallway? Good God. This place is humongous from the inside. But from the outside, it just looks like your typical... um. You know, Tanner home, the, the the brownstone or whatever you want to call it. Dave has got the biggest room here. It's enough to rival that of uh, Blanche, Dorothy, Rose, and Sophia's rooms on the Golden Girls. Which their rooms were so big, not only could they have a bed, but they could have like a love seat in there as well. So, Elvin Simon Theater are all jumping on the bed, trying to wake Dave up, who's still got a pillow on his head. He keeps popping up in the bed as Elvin Simon and Theodore are all like, here, wake up. We gotta get shopping. Here, Simon's got his clothes, his shirt, and Elvin's got his hats, and I'm sure Theodore's gonna pop up there with his shoes. Oh no, Theodore's got his pants. What did Elvin have? Oh, Elvin had the hat that was on top of the pillow, and the pillow was on top of Dave's head. So now we see Dave walking with a belt wrapped around his chest area, where his nips would be. We got a 
pajama top button up, which he's still wearing. You see a coat, which is being used for the arms of the coat are where his legs went through. You see the shoes on his hands and you see, of course, like I said, the hat on top of the pillow. And he's just, he's just not awake, which who would be? That is a large window he's walking by. There's a present on that windowsill. Okay, seriously. <laughs> Dave walks down the hall, faces a mirror, looks at his reflection, and then we cut back to Elvin, Simon, the and Theodore. They are all nice and cushy in Dave's bed. So is that what they really wanted to do? Is they wanted to, they got on their own bed, skateboarded down the banister, down the hallway, woke Dave up, dressed him all weirdly, and incorrect, by the way, just to snuggle in his bed without him in it. And mind you, this is Elvin Simon Theodore with the freckles on the... I don't like the freckle play. It's just, it's weird. These are not my chipmunks. My chipmunks are the cartoon 1980s version, which if, um... On the looking back on my Wonder Years SoundCloud, there is the Merry Christmas Mr. Carol version. Those are my chipmunks. The 80s cartoon. <coughs> not these freckle-faced had uh woodsets they're just i don't like them i don't like them what's <laughs> up with their faces they're so content they're like side peeking at each other with their eyes like oh this is so great this bed is so warm and poor dave dave's po and he is angry arms crossed brows furrowed Urgh. get out of my bed boys it's like theodore simon elvin and all three chime in together as they say, yes, David, dear. I'm like, why are you calling him dear? Why? That's just creepy. Just found another wrapped present on an end table with a lamp on it. As David, uh, Dave Seville is just ranting and pacing. <laughs> I'm fully aware that there are five more days till Christmas. Like, great. Can we move this plot along, please? Get the heck out of the bed, boys. You're the one who got him up. Oh, here we go. The Echo Harmonica Elvin pulls it out and plays a tune. Okay, I'm over Dave's complaining. He needs to, like, shut his mouth. Furthermore, you can just come in here and wake me up. Blah, 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 blah. And I gotta say, I may not like the freckle-faced Elvin and the chipmunks here, but I love whatever this song is that they're singing. It's really sweet. It's catchy. It makes me just want to, like, crawl into that bed and just hold them and hug them and rub my face right in their faces or something weird like that. I don't know. I just, I love the song. It makes me feel all squished. It makes me feel all cozy and warm. I bet that bed that they're in is really nice and warm. It seems like the sun is right. Like, it's got a pinkish golden hue outside, so it's got to be at least 6 a.m. So that was basically one long cold open as we flash to the outside of the Seville house, which doesn't look like the one from the 80s, Elvin and the Chipmunks, but it says, A Chipmunk Christmas. So they finally got Dave to get himself dressed in a nice brown suit and brown pants, their mode of transportation, Dave's walking behind them while Simon, Theodore, and Elvin are on the skateboard. Elvin is facing Dave and berating him, like, working on Christmas vacation? That's not right. I'm like, you sing songs. 
You want to talk working on vacation? You come talk to me, Elvin, okay? Hey, not that, that, not that what they're doing isn't work. It is, but it's like, come on. Other people are doing much harder work and having to work on their Christmas vacation. So, cry me a river. I'm not going to listen to your little violin crybaby playing whatever. However that saying goes. Little, little violin, tambourine, whatever. It's one little recording session that Elvin is complaining about. Are you serious? Of course, Dave says the magic word, like, hey, you never know, Elvin, I might let you play that harmonica. And Elvin's like, oh, really? Oh my gosh, okay. My bad attitude is gone now. Oh, look at those fate flies, he zips home. Zoom, I gotta get my harmonica. Oh my goodness, there is a carved out bed, just like Elvin, Simon, and Theodore's wooden carved out bed, with the, um... Well, each one usually has their own comforter that's the same color as the shirt that they wear. So Alvin's is red, Simon's is blue, Theodore's is green, and the Echo Harmonica, which this looks like it's got, like, a face on it. It's got two little black eyes with a round what looks like either a frowny face or a surprised face. But it's even got a pillow and... A yellow comforter because Echo Harmonica is yellow. So Elvin zips all the way back, gets on the skateboard along with Simon and Theodore. Nobody's noticed that he's missing because Dave is still lecturing and hasn't even noticed that Elvin was gone for a hot second. Oh, Elvin just looks so weird. I don't like this at all. It's so creepy looking. So they waste a couple seconds here with them on a sidewalk that goes on forever because you don't see any storefronts but eventually they wind up in the store with the Echo Harmonica placed on this beautiful gorgeous pillow with the spotlight right over top of it. It's not just it's not just an Echo Harmonica it's a golden Echo Harmonica and it's actually showcased on what looks like a little mini stage with a red satiny pillow where it's just nestled just so and then it's got like stage curtains that kind of frame like it's they went all out for this one golden echo harmonica elvin brought his harmonica so it's like hey look it's your twin brother on the satin pillow i'd be like i wouldn't be bringing that in with me someone's gonna think you stole it so while Evan, uh, Elvin, Elvin is gushing about the his harmonica's twin brother, we see Tommy's sister and mother, and she's kind of noticed the echo harmonica as well. Like, oh, it's the one that Tommy wants, remember? He's talked about it for forever. And she turns to her mother and says, oh, can't we buy it for Tommy? I think it'd do the trick and make him feel so much better. And her mother bends down, takes her daughter's hands in hers and her mittens and says, honey, I'm sure that would be great, but we don't have the money for it. She's like, maybe next year we can afford it. So, of course, Tommy's sister says the worst thing you could probably say of a sick child, but Tommy will just die if he doesn't get it. Like, oh, X9 on the ID, or whatever the heck you want to call it. Just don't, don't say that. <laughs> I stop. 
Where is the father? Is is she a widow? What is going on? Is she... What's... I mean, seriously. He's very sick. He hasn't gotten better. She even says, don't say that, dear. Don't, don't say that about your brother. We gotta keep hope alive. He's very sick. What is wrong with him? I don't think we even know. We don't even get to know. This is very depressing. She says, we must save all that we can to make sure that Tommy makes it through Christmas. Of course... Her daughter doesn't know what that means. Like, make what till Christmas? What are you talking about? And meanwhile, we shoot over to Elvin, who's kind of ducked by the side of that display of that golden echo harmonica. And he's hearing all of this. So as the mother is dragging the daughter through a really bad part of town, it's just, this area looks sketchy. There's, I mean, I get it's animated and everything, but it's just... She's like, make what through Christmas? What do you mean make through Christmas? Like, don't don't ask me any more questions, okay? I can only focus on one thing at a time, and that thing right now is your brother and his illness. So now we're in the recording studio, and of course you know that that is something that you only get a limited amount of time, it's expensive to do, and I'm sure that Alvin hasn't told his brother Simon and Theodore about what happened because they're all chipper singing the song, but Alvin is really down. And you can really hear it in his voice when he's just... And Dave at one point is like, oh, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. Alvin, what's going on? What's wrong? You're supposed to be upbeat. This is a Christmas tune. Your brothers are doing great. What's going on with you? You really need to come up with the pep. He's like tapping his baton. Dave is like, Elvin, you're a little flat. Stop it. But you see, Simon and Theodore, they have their hands full of like, you know, that kind of song. So... Elvin suggested Abe, like, hey, look, let's take a break. And Dave's like, you know what? No, I, we don't have time to take a break. This studio time costs money, and you're already cutting into whatever time we're allotted at the moment. We, <coughs> excuse me, cut back to Tommy's place. He's got umpting big bottles of liquids of medicines that do nothing for him apparently oh this is so sweet of alvin he wanted to go see his number one fan so alvin says um i'm a delivery person and tommy perks right up he's like oh wow hi alvin what are you delivering and immediately it's like whatever energy he had to say that he's just and he is back under those covers he had just enough energy to like wow alvin, alvin what are you delivering oh, i forgot how sick i am he just sinks down into that pillow. Like, ugh. Poor kid. So Alvin comes up with this uh, little thing about how the uh, department store had a contest and somebody put your name in for the uh, the Echo Harmonica. Wouldn't you know, when they drew the winner, your name came up. So here's your, your Echo Harmonica, bud. This golden beauty of an echo harmonica, just, you see it shimmer, you see it glint, you see it shine. Just a halo of light surrounding this ginormous, long harmonica that's as long as Elvin's cheeks are from one side to the other. So Tommy talks with a lisp, even, I mean, 
I'm not trying to make fun of the kid. His so is he supposed to be the little brother? And his sister's supposed to be the bigger sister? I don't know. Tommy perks right up. He just you know, like, oh wow. Like it's the greatest gift he could ever receive. He just rubs his face like, oh god, this this is what I've always wanted. And and oh my goodness. So Elvin ducks right out. You see the mom and sister just like, Oh, it's good to see old Tommy again. Well, part of him anyway, kinda come back. I'd say twenty five percent old Tommy. Not not fifty, not seventy five, probably about twenty five percent. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe that harmonica will do wonders. It looks like uh, as we cut back to the studio, there the execs are saying, "Look, you guys, we we can't go over the studio time." Dave's like, "Well, hmm, Elvin's not here, so I guess we'll just have to record him later and kind of add him in later on." But Elvin surprises everybody and gets his little fanny back in there, and he is like holding his hands in prayer, singing the Christmas. All I want, you know, for Christmas, time for joy and time for near, la, 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 you know that song. Really, it does look like a recording studio because it's got the, like, the little pock marks or the popcorn ceiling thing going on. So back at the house, at the Seville house, we got, uh, Elvin, Simon, Theodore, they're all decorating the tree. Theodore's got the gold star. Uh, Dave's on the phone with um, uh, executive Burkhart or Burkheimer or something. And so here is where Elvin is telling Theodore and Simon about how he gave his echo harmonica away to Tommy. To, he's like, yeah, I just I knew if I gave it to him it would make him feel better. This is such a sweet gesture because if you think about it, Elvin always kind of came off as kind of the selfish one, the spoiled one, the one that he pretty much just looks out for numero uno. But it's instances like this that really make him shine and stand out and be selfless. So Simon's like, look, did you tell Dave that you did that? And Elvin's like, well, of course I didn't. I mean, he gave me that harmonica. Last thing I want to do is tell him I just, I just gave it away. So, what Elvin wants to do here is just save the money, get another one, and tell Dave nothing. Like, buddy, I mean, this could easily be solved. Just say, hey, Dave, look, um, one of my fans is really sick, and I wanted to do something nice, so that way maybe they'd feel better by giving them this echo harmonica that, you know... Might make them, you know, come out of their shell and, you know, not be so sick. Maybe give him purpose and everything. Because I guess at this point, it's like the medicine isn't helping Tommy because he's, he looks really down in the dumps. Like he's really depressed and everything. I, I bet anything, you know how they say like laughter is the best medicine or something to give them hope and inspire them to feel better. Because if you're down in the dumps and you're sick... Like, really sick? That isn't going to help you. But if you give yourself, like, a purpose or just some enjoyment, something, anything, it will actually, I think, help your body and boost your spirit. So Dave's finishing up the business call, and he's telling the boys, like, hey, it's a sold-out audience. You guys are playing Carnegie Hall on Christmas Eve. 
So the boys are excited until Dave drops the, oh, you want Elvin to do a harmonica solo? Comes screeching to a halt. Eh. Well, because, you know, he was going to go and get that harmonica after Christmas, which, you know, however. But now, plans are changed. Like, I guess I got to get it sooner. All right. So, the boys devise a plan. And it's an interesting plan. You know, it's a good idea at first. They have a sign that says, have your picture taken with Santa Claus and his reindeer. Only 25 cents. Um, how much is this harmonica? I don't think we learned that. Okay, maybe it doesn't matter. So we got a slew of dogs here. We got Dasher. We got Dancer, a dog that's actually dancing. We got Prancer, what looks like a giant bloodhound or a giant basset hound. Dixon, who apparently has fleas. Comet that looks kind of like a Pomeranian chow, chow mix. I'm guessing Cupid's got to be like a miniature poodle. We got Donner, which I think is supposed to be like a black sheepdog. Apparently it's face with its butt. I don't get that at all. We got a bulldog for Blitzen. And we got Elvin dressed in a Santa costume sitting in a rocking chair. With a bag, red bag behind the rocking chair that says toys. Theodore, of course, has got the rope around Elvin's waist, and we got a kid who's sitting on the rocking chair, and it's funny because when Theodore lowers Elvin, it lowers him right onto the kid's lap. Oh, this is funny. We got a fat joke here, is a heavy boy sits right on top of Elvin. You see all the, you, well, you don't see it. You hear all these kids laughing, because this kid, who weighs, like, probably 75 pounds, who knows? The kids are all laughing like it's a big fat joke. And Elvin, of course, is like trying to get out from underneath this kid's butt. He's like, we're running there, Sonny. And of course, Dave is in the house, doesn't know what's going on. But you hear this, these dogs all barking, like all this commotion. Well, he sets down his papers like, what is going on out there? Dave goes over to Simon, who's manning the camera. And he's like, hey, we're helping Elvin make money. Of course... That just irritates Dave. Like, no, he doesn't need to be worried about making money. It's all about money with Elvin. Elvin, what are you doing? And Elvin, who's like in midair with that rope around his waist, thinks that Theodore's like, My name's not Elvin, it's Santa Claus. So Dave's like, all right, Santa Claus, I'd like a word with you and your elves. And of course, Elvin's like, I'm sorry, you'll have to wait in line. We have other kids to meet. We see a girl, blonde hair, holding a cat. And she's, he asks her name. And of course, it's like, Cindy Lou. I'm like, oh, you gotta be joking me. And he, he's like, oh, what a nice cat you have, Cindy Lou. And immediately, his eyes are like, cat and the dogs just go crazy chasing that cat so dave is now lecturing them say hey we got to think about how lucky we are and it's christmas time and you know that spirit of christmas poem that i uh recited to you and they're like oh gosh please no dave's reciting this poem and it's not great and the kids are like half-heartedly giving the answers when he calls them like oh so, Simon's like, Elvin needs money. And Dave's like, really? What does he need money for? And Simon's like, well, he wants to buy a present. And he's like, alright, okay, I can go with that. 
who's he buying the present for? And they're like, uh, himself? And right away it's like, uh, no. Well, that's not happening. So Dave is not hearing any explanations from the boys. Just sends him to the room. Like, you guys need to think about the real meaning of Christmas. And it's not buying yourselves gifts. So the boys are on the stairs. And Simon is telling Theater, like, maybe you should have told him about Tommy. Like, you guys really should have. He would have understood. Now he just thinks you're all a bunch of selfish little spoiled kids. You're just out for yourselves. So, Alvin, of course, goes to the chair where Dave is. Dave doesn't even turn around. He's like, Dave? And Dave's like, what is it, Alvin? And he's like, are you mad? And Dave is just in a tired voice, says, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Why don't you go to bed? And Elvin's like, Okay, Dave. So, Elvin has a dream about something called Crash Cup Inc. I don't know what that is. See a sign that says, Clyde Crash Cup Inventor This Week's Special Christmas Solutions. And this moon, this half moon, is very creepy. With the blush, and the shadowed eyelids, and the arched eyebrows, and then we get the star with the rosy cheeks, and the smile. It's in a golden, looks like a harmonica, kind of like the um, yellow brick road, but with harmonicas. So basically, just to sum this dream up, Elvin is like, I need money, money, money. And Dave comes up to, I don't know whether he wants to apologize to him or he feels bad, like he's given Elvin a hard time. Maybe he should have listened to him. And when he goes upstairs, all he hears from Elvin shouting in his sleep, money, money, I need money. And Dave just walks like, ugh, I was right. He only cares about himself and money. Of course, we get a fat joke from uh, Theodore, who just like, I used to buy my allowance eating cookies and buying cookies as he eats this giant cookie that's about half the size of his face. I like how the brothers kind of chip in and help Elvin out here. As he gives money, Simon does, he's going to buy a new book. But he's like, I think this is a worthier cause to get Elvin that harmonica that he wants. Well, Elvin dashes with a bag of money, and Simon says to Theodore, oh, he doesn't have enough money for that harmonica. Dave comes into the room and says, hey, boys, all right. He claps his hands like, all right, boys, let's get ready for Carnegie Hall. It's like, well, where's Elvin? And Simon's like, uh, he, you know, he's not going to think of an excuse. Like, uh, he's not here right now. And Dave's like, great, that's perfect. The phone rings. It's Mrs. Waterford, Tommy's mom. So it turns out that Elvin's harmonica worked wonders for Tommy. He's up and about, he's feeling a lot better, which is great. And Dave's like, wow, that's wonderful. As he crooks his finger and says, excuse me, my name is Waterford, as he kind of crooks his finger, like, all right, boys, come here, come here, come here. And he just looks at Simon and Theodore like, all right, it's about time you guys tell me the whole story. What's up? What's going on with Tommy and Elvin giving him his harmonica? So Alvin, of course, realizes he doesn't have enough money. He's just kind of gazing at the harmonica on that red satin pillow and just kind of envisioning, like, I wish I had enough money to get you, but I can't. And, of course, this nice elderly lady comes up and says, young man, I was wondering if you could help me with something. And Alvin kind of turns around, like, oh, me? I mean, I, I, I guess I could. I love how she cups Elvin's chin like, oh, I knew, I knew you would understand. She sees goodness in Elvin, and deep down, he does have goodness in him. I mean, he gave Tommy that harmonica. You know, his harmonica. 
So, little hints here, like, I was hoping you'd help an elderly lady that's very, very far from home. How would you like an echo harmonica? As she picks Elvin up, he's like, an echo harmonica? Really? She's like, sure. And I'm thinking, what does he got to do? And he kind of looks at her, he's surprised, like, well, you give me harmonica? I mean, you, you don't even know me. And she's like, no, 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 you're not going to change my mind. I'll be right back. So she ha gets the harmonica for Elvin, and I thought she was like, he was going to walk her across the street or something. And she says, well, I was hoping you'd play something for me. You guys, she knows who Elvin is. She does. And as Elvin plays, a crowd gathers in the store. And it's just really sweet. And you see, you know, Dave there watching all of this and hugging Simon and Theodore to him. And just like, Elvin's got the Christmas spirit. Everything's good now. So Dave grabs Elvin and says, Elvin, that was a wonderful thing you did for Tommy. And of course, Elvin's like looking around for the you know, elderly lady who gave him the harmonica. Like, wait, wait, where'd she go? I don't know where she is. She was just here. All right, so they got to get to Carnegie Hall. Play that harmonica solo. So this is really sweet. Elvin finishes his harmonica solo, which we only hear like a couple seconds of. Tommy, of course, is up out of bed. He's there. He's dressed in a suit. Looks great. He's feeling good. I'm so happy. And you see Dave and um, Tommy's mom and sister just kind of waiting in the wings, just watching this. And it's just so sweet. And apparently this boy is all better. I mean, he's up and around. He's in a suit. Remember how I said that his um, he had dark shadows on his his eyelids and stuff like that. He, they're bright and clear, the same color as the skin on his face. He's all better. Whatever it was, is he's well. Now, Echo Harmonica was a miracle worker. Or a miracle cure. Oh, this is sweet. They let Tommy have, like, his own little solo on stage. And the three boys are, you know, they're singing. And it's just, it's a sweet moment. And Dave, you know, puts his arm around, you know, Mrs. Waterford and her daughter. And they're all just enjoying the music and everything. It's just so sweet. So we see outside of Carnegie Hall in the sky, we see Santa, we see these reindeer. And we see him heading to the North Pole. And he comes in there and he sits in his chair. You know, he's been up all night delivering toys to the boys and girls and everybody in the world. And he's like, okay, I'm ready for uh, an 11-month nap. <laughs> Oh, no I think he's going to bed <laughs> and you hear you s don't see but you see like the knitting needles and the um yellow nightgown a little bit and you hear her voice oh he does sit in the recliner by the fire oh, okay so she's like how did it go honey and he's like oh well it went real great you know you really should get out and see how the rest of the world lives and you see, this is when it's revealed that it's Mrs. Claus who gave Elvin that echo harmonica. And she's like, oh, I don't know. Making children happy is your job. She says, I guess I'm just an old home buddy. <laughs> and Santa's out like a light. And Mrs. Claus turns to the camera, to us, the viewers, and just goes, shh, don't say anything. Oh, and she blows a kiss to us, the viewers. That's so sweet. She can't. <laughs> <laughs> she's got to do something with that hair because she was fussing with you know her bangs or like getting her eyes or whatever when she was talking to Elvin she's like getting really irritated like ah oh, what ah oh, my gosh ah oh, ah oh. it's like <laughs> then wear a hat 
or I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and that was it. That was the special. This is so sweet. I just, I liked it. Let's read a review here. This one's a sweet one. Nice film, but even better music. This is from 2011 in December. Nice holiday film has Elvin learning about a sick child who only wants a golden harmonica for Christmas. Since the kid's parents are too poor to buy it, Elvin just gives him his own, not knowing that David has signed him up for a concert where he must use it. Now the chipmunks must try and earn enough money to buy a new one and not let David know. At just around 20 minutes, there's certainly nothing groundbreaking here, but there's no denying that it's a cute story, and the chipmunk treatment manages to get the message across without it ever being too preachy or in your face. I think what works so well here is that the story is told in such a way that it can be enjoyed by not only kids, but also their parents. There are some kids... There are some terrific comedic moments, including a bit where dogs are used as Santa's reindeer, and of course a cat comes by for a visit, which ends in disaster. The main reason to check the film out is for its soundtrack, which includes some terrific Christmas songs by the Chipmunks, Deck the Halls, Silent Night, Harmonica Solo, Chipmunk Jingle Bells, and It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas are just a few of the terrific songs. This was such a sweet review. Oh, I like Here's a 10 out of 10 from 2010. A fun and heartwarming story. A Chipmunks Christmas was made about a year or two before the TV series started in 1983. The TV show gave the characters a lot more depth, and from the point of view of a British person who's never been to the USA, the cartoon version of America in the TV show that they live in was more believable as America, and not just an odd cartoon world like something in Looney Tunes. Saying that, none of this really matters. What this film does is give a heartwarming and fun story. The story is about a sick boy called Tommy who wants a golden echo harmonica for Christmas, but his family can't afford it. So Elvin gives away his golden echo harmonica to him. Elvin doesn't want Dave to find out because he doesn't want him to be offended as the harmonica was a gift from Dave to Elvin. So he has, a f has to find a way to make money to buy an identical one so Dave won't ever find out. This means Elvin comes up with his harebrained schemes to make money and his usual good-humored cheeky jokes and comments. So if you want a funny and heartwarming Christmas story, then this is a good film to choose. Both reviews are very, very right. This was a very, very sweet... What is this? A chipmunk reunion. I remember watching this one. The chipmunk reunion, I remember because... um they want to know about their mother and their mother lived in the forest and everything and i remember the three boys being there and they're eating she got like twigs or something for them to eat twigs pe pine cones nuts or whatever and it's just alvin was the one who really wasn't buying into this he wasn't he really harbored a lot of um anger and resentment at his mother for leaving them just up and abandoning them and she says she did it from what I remember correctly I think the woods were on fire or there's something that had happened that she had to take them to a safe place and I guess she had been watching Dave for a while and just kind of figured now this guy looks like he would take very good care of my boys so um yeah it's just a sweet moment they you know it, 
for the boys to kind of real, you know, they got to know where they came from and they knew that their mother was just doing what she thought was best for the boys to give them a future. So it was, it was sweet. It was sweet. If I could ever find it, maybe you'd, maybe I'll, I could review it or something. But, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this Christmas episode of the Chipmunks. I had, you know, a good time reviewing it and watching it and it was fun. It was sweet. Makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. And really, you know, think about, you know, things that matter. Like giving of yourself at Christmas time. And, you know, helping others that are less fortunate and stuff like that. So, that being said, everyone have a great December. And I'll be back with an, another Christmas cartoon soon. Bye-bye.